Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there are an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. Hey, hey, happy Friday. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and we are excited for the very first podcast episode. We are very, very excited. I'm so glad that you're listening. Um, I know we have people listening from all over. It's pretty cool. We had a bunch of different subscriptions, so that was cool. But I must say, our South Africans, they need, they need to step it up. Yeah, the South Africa game is, is weak. It's only it's 10%. Weak. So uh, You guys better share this. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we should probably start off with the announcement for who won the giveaway, right? We should talk about that, yeah. So we had... I wanted to win, but my name wasn't in. Yeah, I did not put your name <laughs> in, right? But we had a bunch of names go in, we did. and the winner is... Wow. Aaron and for those of you who don't know who Aaron is, Aaron actually attends our church, his Tabernacle, the Ithaca campus. And so we're kind of biased. We weren't biased with the drawing, but we were yeah. biased when we saw her name. We were yeah. super excited. We were pretty about excited. That. <laughs> so Very Aaron will get back to you. Stoked. Whatever gift card you want for yep. 50 bucks. Yep. Pick, pick and choose. All right. So we'll hop right into the topic today. I'm and excited. Let's we're going to be it. talking about this. I'm sure you've all had the thought during this pandemic, right? It's what's going on, the world's coming to an end, all of these things are going wrong, chaos is happening. It's pretty intense if you, you know, kind of just detach yourself from the situation and look from an outside view. And I think the summary question would be, is this the end? Exactly. Are we in the end of the Have world? Have you asked yourself that question? Is, is this, this the end? The end, yeah. And it's interesting because believers, obviously Christians, they have this whole teaching about the end times. But what's really interesting is when you start to look and see that it's not just Christians asking this question. It's everybody. People, whether they believe in God or they don't believe in God, they're asking this question. Is this the end? You know, am I going to, is the world going to end in my lifetime? Am I going to see the world come to an end? What is going to happen? How is it going to happen? And there's a really interesting poll that I saw. There was a survey uh, for 16,000 people over the age of 18. And in America, 22% of the people, and this was done in 2012. I would be very interested. I couldn't find any updated. I would be very interested um, to know updated. Yeah, because yeah. I'm Especially sure it's right higher. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, the closest one I could find is 2012. But in 2012, 22% of U.S. citizens believe that the world would end in their lifetime. Wow. That's a wild statistic. Yeah. That is like, that is not the number that I expected. Did you expect it to be a lot lower? I expected it to be lower, especially in 2012. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know, but it, it's interesting. And then these are the categories in the way that people thought the world would end. Nuclear war, catastrophic climate change, pandemics. Which... If you're listening down the road to this podcast, right. we are currently in it. what yeah. the world is calling a pandemic, and it's the COVID-19 pandemic. And so that one is a very real reality to a lot of people right now. Absolutely. Um, Apocalypse-style um, ending, super volcano eruption. These are all of the top at the list 
of reasons people think the world will end in their lifetime. And we know that there's a certain level of reality, especially if you come from a Bible background. So let's dig right into the question, is this the end? What's interesting is you're not the only person that's asked this. Actually, in the Bible, Jesus' followers were hearing about the end of the world, and they were hearing about similar things and wars and rumors of wars, and asked Jesus what it would look like when the world was coming to an end. Matthew 24, 3-4. I'm going to have my wife read this because I feel like everybody has already told her that she could read the Bible to them every single and night and they'd fall asleep because so she know has if that's a compliment <laughs> if i'm putting people to sleep i don't know if that's a compliment but okay so matthew 24 3 3 4 says as he sat on the mount of olives the disciples came to him privately saying tell us when will we see these things be and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age and jesus answered them see that no one leads you astray for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. And I think it's interesting some of the things that are pointed out, wars and rumors of wars. I mean, if you're keeping current you know there have been issues with the u.s and north korea there's been issues with the u.s and china there's been talks of nuclear you know uh warfare in different capacities when you start to see that there's wars going on across the world you also see things like famines earthquakes These are all different signs of the end. But what's interesting is the scripture talks about birth pains. And I think my wife can probably, you know, share on this a little bit better than myself. But birth pains, you know, are the... The contractions. They let you know that Mm -hmm. you're in active labor. Like what what do contractions do? They let you know that a baby is coming. You're about to give birth to new life yeah and so it makes sense that i love i love how practical jesus was right. jesus always used very practical examples that we could understand um that make sense to our natural minds and so birth pains you know he's saying is that you're gonna feel things you're gonna feel pushing and pulling and those are all signs that something is about to break forth something's about to happen right so you could very easily you know say that we are experiencing real indicators and birth pains of the end times. What's interesting though, if you look at the Bible, you can see that the end times really began once Jesus died and resurrected. We stepped into that period because when you start to interpret Bible, you see that a day in the Lord is as a thousand years to us. Like we can't even comprehend Yeah, so we're like, man, what's happening? Is Jesus waiting? Is he gonna come back? Is the world gonna end? Or is this all just kind of a, a sham? Yeah. But to Jesus, it's been two days. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It, it's not a long period of time. And so we start to look and address and, and see. And I think we can all kind of feel that there is some kind of end coming. 100%. I think and, we're all feeling a sense of eternity right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how you got to live it, right? You yeah. got to know that tomorrow is not guaranteed. Yeah. That, that, that you are not guaranteed another day. So you gotta live each day to that fullest capacity, fullest extent, right. and make it have value, right? right? Right, yeah, no, for sure. So I guess, you know, it poses the question, mm-hmm. right? 
like I think right now where we're at, COVID nineteen's happening. It's July twenty twenty, and I mean this thing's been going on now for since last year. Right. I mean, obviously, it didn't hit the U.S. and didn't hit South Africa until you know later on. But so we're in this time of a pandemic. It's looking like Jesus could come back tomorrow. So I've asked myself this question. I know other people have asked themselves this question. Are things going to get better? And maybe I need to word it a bit better. Let me ask it this way. Um, are we going to go back to normal? You know, I get mad whenever I hear somebody call it, well, we're going to have a new normal. That new normal. Right. right. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I want to go back to normal right. life as I knew it before COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So the question is, you know, like, are we going to go back to normal? Or are things going to get better? And that's interesting because I've heard total opposite viewpoints from Christian leaders on the exact same topic. I've heard uh, one side of people saying, listen, things are going to get back to normal. We're going to experience a new great awakening. We're going to see God pour out. We're going to see all these amazing things happen. And God's going to retroactively bring us back you know, and, and give us a short period of time before he comes back and, and the rapture occurs. But then I've heard the opposite side. I've heard people say, listen, no, I, I believe that it's going to continually and increasingly get worse. get worse like birth pains do right, in they theory. Get what, they get more and more intense right. as you're getting nearer to Right, and, and that it's actually going to continue to escalate, and that's what's going to bring that third great awakening, and that's right. what's going to bring people back to God because they're going to see the realities and experience big things that are going to make them realize eternity. Right. It's interesting. It is. It's. I. It really is an interesting thing. I think a lot of people, um, you know, they feel they feel kind of confused. They feel they have a lot of questions. But I think the exciting thing is, you know, regardless of what's going to happen, regardless of whether things are going to go back to quote unquote normal, and you know, um, things are going to kind of resume, or right. regardless of whether life is going to get increasingly worse as a Christian we have a better covenant that's based on better promises. Right, right, so right. our life does not have to be affected. And I love it because, you know, even during this pandemic, you and I both can say, and I'm sure a bunch of people listening, their life has not changed right. for the worse. Right. You know, actually, God's blessed um, and us. for those of you yeah. who don't know us and you've maybe stumbled upon this podcast, we currently pastor um, a campus location. And I mean, we've had testimonies after testimonies yep. after testimonies yep. of people in our church saying, I've been better financially now during this pandemic than ever before. God has blessed me more now than ever before. And that's just so like God. So I think one thing is sure, no matter what the future holds, no matter what's coming, we can be, we can stand sure knowing that we're going to be okay. Yeah. And what's interesting is you can even see, you know, there are other indicators, not just one pandemic, that this world is coming to an right, end, right? Right. You see things mentioned in the Bible like a one world money system where people can't buy and sell without this monetary unified, you know, um, currency. And we can see the, the beginning stages of that, even in the UN conversations. We can see a one world government. That's actually a plan, a written out strategic plan by the UN. You can see other things like the Ark of the Covenant coming back to Jerusalem. You can see other things like 
the building and the blueprints for the third temple that is required for the tribulation period. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, we had a bad thing happen in the world and now we all think the world's coming to an end. No, everything is pointing in this one direction right. and we have to take it as real factual things that we need to live our life based through those lenses, right? Because right. if you live your life as if everything's normal, as if you're going to live a full life or you're going to pass on generations and generations and the world's going to continue, I think there's going to be a, a less serious conviction about every yeah urgency about yeah. every moment of every day. Yeah, for sure. No, but I let's dig into this next section right here for because sure. you hear that and that may be intimidating intimidating for you but listen to this if you're a believer no matter whether things get better or things get worse like my wife just said you have a better promise and a better covenant you are standing on things that god has declared you're walking in his authority god himself is backing you and i love this scripture first john 5 verse 4 says this for every child of god defeats this evil world And we achieve this victory through our faith. So whether things get better or things get worse, I want you to be prepared. Faith is the only way that you can have victory over evil. And you know what's cool is is a lot of people try to apply this scripture because God's going to bring us up to heaven one day. No, the Bible says right here, defeats this evil world by our faith. So whatever is evil in the world. Whatever other people are experiencing, whatever the other struggle with and have to go through, that does not have to be your story if you live that life filled with faith. Exactly. I mean, think about it. You know, the Lord's Prayer, right? Yeah. Your kingdom come, right? We talk about it all the time, like on heaven, yeah. well, on earth as it is yeah, in heaven. Yeah. So just like it is in heaven, we can experience that now. You know, Jesus didn't say, well, you know, you can experience heaven whenever there isn't a pandemic and you can experience heaven, you know, whenever there aren't birth pains. No, even it doesn't matter what birth pains are happening. We can still as believers experience heaven on earth. And I mean, I have to attest to the fact that truly during this, this COVID, you know, other than not being able to, you know, have our church on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. We we had heaven on earth every day. You know what I'm saying? There was peace in our home. There was joy in our mm-hmm. home. Our finances were prospering. So, and I mean, that, and that was just like a small sign of the fact that truly we can, even in this earth, we can defeat. Even in this world, we can defeat mm-hmm. every evil thing. We are not defeated. Yeah, we're you were designed, and, and I love this, because even in our salvation benefits package, let's call it that, right. you have divine exemption. Yeah. That I what the that. world has to struggle we with, that's not your story. God, so God you always separates his people, and I know I'm jumping yeah, ahead, but yeah. it's exciting. You don't have to be fearful of a virus. You don't have to worry about your finances. You don't need to worry about your safety. You don't need to worry about the things that this world, because they're real struggles for people that don't have a God that's fighting on their side. That's right. With that, people that are God of their own lives, yeah. they have to worry about all of this. Because think about that. If you've positioned yourself that I am the God over my life. I'm I'm not serving God. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make these decisions myself. When 
stuff hits the fan, then you got to take care of it. You're the only one backing your name. Yep, you got to clean up the poop. That That's hit the, fan. the difference between my life and their life. That's because true. when stuff happens in my life and things try to come against me or you know stand up against my faith, wow. I'm not backing my name. You know, I'm not backing the situation. I'm standing in faith. I've got my older brother, Jesus, you know, and he's going to come down and he's going to realign things and make sure things are right. So it's not that bad things can't happen. Now, there is divine exemption in the fact that things that you go through, you, you that other people go through, you won't have to struggle with them. But in the case in which they do, yeah, listen. You got that older. You got your older brother Jesus, That's right. and he's coming to back you up. That's he's right. coming to fight your battle. He's coming to plow a, a, a clear a path, plow away, knock down a wall, make the things which seem impossible completely possible right. in Jesus' name. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're both waiting. Who's going to do the next point? <laughs> so you're going to do it. <laughs> so this is the thing. All right, we when we live in faith. We will overcome every evil thing. That's right. Say that to yourself right now in your car, in your house, wherever you're listening. I can overcome every, every evil. evil thing Why? Because, because that because is I your story. Yep. Exactly. That is, yes, that is my story. My story is a story of faith. My yep. story is not a story of you know what other people go through. Um, you know, that's my story. My story is a faith story. My, Absolutely. My story is overcoming. My story is victory. It's supernatural. It is supernatural. And, you know, it's so easy. And this has been a recurring topic that I've been talking with people. It's so easy to look at other people and, you know, automatically think that that has to be your story. Mm -hmm. But that does not have to be your story. When we look to the word, victory is what the story is. Mm -hmm. And so... Your story can be one of faith, but it's a choice. Yeah, it it's is. It's a choice that we have to make every single day in every single decision yep. that we are going to live a life of faith and victory and a life of overcoming. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't really want to get into this too much because, I mean, I know we have other things that we need to talk about, but we got to, sometimes we've got to get rid of a victim mentality because the victim mentality says, I'm subject to what's going on mm -hmm. in the world. I'm mm -hmm. subject to the, these birth pains. Right. I'm subject to all this stuff. But that's not a faith story. We've got to have a faith mentality, not yeah. a victim Some mentality. Some people are going through this pandemic waiting until they get the coronavirus. I actually think they're loving it, yeah. man. They're like, yeah. Yes, they're totally waiting to get this virus. They're living life like as if they are going to receive and transfer this virus. For me, that's not the way I view it at all. If in any way, somehow, I ended up getting them, because I don't even believe I could, but if there was a way, I would be utterly shocked because it's so contrary to what I believe, what I'm walking in, what I'm declaring for my life, and what I believe Jesus' promises are. Don't, as a believer, don't walk with an expect. Whatever you expect, you'll receive, right? right? What you believe is what you'll receive. So if you think you can get it, then you can. You know, and if people think like we're bragging, yeah. absolutely. I am bragging yep. on the blood of Jesus. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I am bragging on the fact that we walk in divine health. You know, my kid, it's funny, like my kid, you know, she's started crawling. And I, sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, like why are you letting her crawl on, you know, the church floor or whatever? But you know what? Because she can crawl and not get sick. Now, obviously, I'm not saying I'm going to let my kid crawl where it's dirty and gross and stuff. But my kid's not going to be so sensitive that she's not able to, you know, be on the be on the floor and I'm concerned that she's going to get sick. I know that just like the covenant of God applies to me, 
it applies to my child mm -hmm. it applies to our household it applies to the whole thing so i mean Corona was not even a thought in our mind, right. you know? I didn't, like, get a tickle in my throat and think, oh, my gosh, do I have the Rona? Do I got the Rona? No, not at all, because, we, you know, we have a different story. And that's right. not bragging. It's appropriating right. the blood of Jesus, the precious, costly it's blood of Jesus. declaring the word of God. Amen. Don't live under your We calling. either believe it or we don't. Right. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's keep going through, because we're really trying to keep these things I know, but this is the thing. When you time. put, like, preachers on a podcast, it's like, what do you expect <laughs> to happen? It's so true. But this is a key, too, because you need to understand that you weren't just meant to be victorious in this world for you, but actually the church is a restraining force against evil in this world. Our faith will determine whether evil will have free reign or whether it will be subdued for a longer period of time. That's right. People always ask me, well, you know, if God is real, then how could things like the Holocaust happen? Or how could Hitler... How could such know? bad things happen yeah. to innocent good people? Absolutely. How could those things... And I, I always go back to this story that a man named Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes about. During the Holocaust, while Hitler was killing millions of people, this is what happened and this is what the church was doing. Instead of standing and fighting and defending and going after the things that you know God has declared in his word, they were scared to take a stand and destroy evil. Instead, you know what they did? While the trains would come to load up the Jewish people and other people that were going to be brought to concentration camps and killed, as they heard those screams, they'd be in a Sunday service, and all they would do is just turn the organ up a little bit louder. Wow. They'd just sing a little bit louder, and you'll hear quotes about talking about sing a little bit louder. Why did they sing louder? Because instead of doing something about evil and taking a stand, they just out. drowned out the reality that was happening around yes. them and lived within the four walls of the church and never did what God called them to do. So why was the Holocaust? able to happen? I firmly believe that it's because Christians did not take their rightful place and stand up against evil. Man, that requires some responsibility. Right. On our part as the church, yeah. that requires some major yeah. responsibility. You are restraining evil with every decision you make. For those of you who don't, obviously can't see us, which is everybody except us, <laughs> he just pointed at me, yeah. made, made me take um, account for what was being said. So. I did point at her. No regrets. No regrets. All right, listen, last thing, and we're going to end off here. There is going to be a continued separation between God's people and the world as the world comes to an end. And maybe you're, you know, you're listening and you're saying, what do you mean by a continued separation? Well, since the beginning, God mm -hmm. has put a very, very clear line. It's not a fine line. It's mm -hmm. not a fine line. It's not you know a fuzzy line. It's not maybe, is there a line? Is there not? No. God has always had a very clear line between his people and the world. You know, those that have rejected, those that you know, don't serve him. I'm thinking of Noah, right? There was a very clear line between the godly and the, the non-godly. Right. You know, the godless. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, what happened? 
that line was so severe that the godly got in a boat and mm-hmm. were saved. Yeah. And we know the rest of the story of what didn't happen. So it's a continued separation. Right. It's a continued, as time has progressed, there's always been a separation. And it's going to get bigger and bigger, I believe, in the time that we live in because the world is getting more and more evil. That's you true. You know, just when I think the world's reached, mm-hmm. it's like maximum capacity to be evil something else happens they do something like trying to justify pedophilia and say that it's a sexual orientation or a preference and that there's nothing wrong with something you know and then so something like that happens and i'm just like wow we've just hit a whole whole like an all-time low right high in the way that we're talking of how wicked the world really is and so the separation is growing Mm -hmm. it is now obvious whether you serve god or don't serve god but what's interesting is in the westernized culture and in some of the more uh uh blessed nations let's call it that there's a level of comfort that comes with christianity where they mix the world and god that is true. and there's always been this line it's not in the bible but we've created a tradition in it on through it in in christianity where we kind of live however we want there's no you know there's no uh consequences for actions our past present future sins forgiven i want to play with the world but i also want to go to church on sunday yeah and there's this exception for the bible and the truth of god's word saying well i know that's the bible but i'm going to choose to live this way but i'm still going to get the benefits of heaven yeah i believe that that line and those people that that's going to disappear completely you're either going to have to be completely radical for jesus or you're going to be completely against god in christianity and you're going to be opposing it in the opposite direction yeah, decisions are going to have to be made. yeah real decisions ones and are really going to i have think to it's be something made. that you need to make because nobody else can make that decision for you you're no. going to have to choose am i all out for jesus or am i just still trying to satisfy myself with the world's fleshly you know uh uh, satisfaction ways of yeah. doing things that temporary satisfaction that many people get with worldly things it's concerning it's really concerning because is this the end this i do believe end? that we're leading up to the end 100%. i do believe that in my lifetime um i believe i'm part of the rapture i'm turning 28 on august 2nd 2020 at that i in my lifetime i will experience the rapture i believe it that based on the prophetic statements and the times and all the things that have happened in the world leading up to this moment, that literally tomorrow Jesus could come because back for his church. I have such a sense of eternity in my heart. Yeah. I really, truly. It could be tomorrow. It could be one year. It could be 10 now, years. Now, obviously, I my personal prayer is, mm-hmm. Lord, give us some more time. You know, yeah. there's so much that I still want to do. There's so many people. You know, it was funny. We were driving um, into Ithaca the other day. Um, and I was talking to Chad and I was talking to Sammy and I was saying how, you know, what's a wild thought is when we get raptured, right? And we're, you know, we're raptured and then watching people realize, wow, there really is a God. Wow. We were wrong this whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't want to watch my family realize that, Mm -hmm. you know, they've made that mistake. I don't want to watch my family, you know, suffer through the tribulation. And so... That sense of eternity makes right. me makes me ask the Lord, Lord, not yet. Give mm-hmm. us some more time. Yeah. Let us, you know, tell me more people about you. Give us more time to let our family know. But the reality is, is He's going to come. Yeah. 
Um, and we have no control over where he's when, right. when he's going to come, which is why we need to be quick. You know, what yeah. does the Bible say? Work. Yeah. Work while it's still day, right? Mm-hmm. Because the nighttime is coming. Yeah. And truly, the nighttime is coming. Yeah. And we got to do everything we can for everybody that we can. And if you're yeah. listening and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, in just a few moments, we're going to give you an opportunity yeah. to pray with us and, and connect with us and truly make a decision, but not based out of an emotionalist, uh, emotionalism or, or an emotional response, yeah. but a decision made out of eternity this because is heaven is real, but hell is real too. And, and the hot. tribulation it, it is not a great thing that people are going to have to go through. Right. But as we get ready to end off, this is what we can look to and expect. Matthew 24, 9 through 13. Are you going to read it for us? Yeah, I'll read it. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hate. You'll be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of money will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Yeah, and I believe that's going to be your story. That as we come in the end, and guys, I'm telling you right now, don't play games with this because it is close to the end. We're closer than we've ever been. Today we are closer than we have ever been. Right. And what's interesting is Matthew 24, that's talking about the second coming of Jesus. That's There's uh, an event seven years before that called the rapture where the church will be taken away. So if those are all signs for the um, the second coming of Jesus when he comes and returns yeah. with his church, seven years before that is when his church is actually taken up. So how much closer, how close are we truly to the end of times? And we're not in a moment or a time where your decisions don't matter. Yeah. Your decisions matter. I remember when I was younger, I would say, when I get older and married, I'll, I'll then, get a good job. Yeah, then. then I'll sort things right. out. Then I'll make get my then life I'll right. Then I'll forgive that person. Yeah, then don't wait another moment. Whatever is on your conscience, whatever is sitting there, and as we're talking, it's being brought up. Deal with that because you may not have another day too. And what's great is when you live your days like it could be the last, they have so much purpose. Right. They have so much value. You'll start to take things so much more seriously than you ever have before. And you'll before. start to get rid of those things that don't matter yeah. anymore. You know, the menial, the things that have tripped us up for so yeah. long, they yeah. stop mattering. Those they sins, pale in yeah. comparison to what really matters. Yeah. Those sins, those things that we the play with. The distractions. The excuses. Yep, the ex- all of those things yeah. start to boil down and become nothing when you compare it to what I'm deciding right Right now is going to determine what I do for the rest of eternity. Because when this world ends, that's not the end. It's just the beginning for those that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's right. That's right. So the question is, is this the end? Is this the end? We can say that we're closer to the end today than we ever have been before. The decision is we need to make is what side will I be on? Will I be with God or will I serve the world? Will I serve myself? And that's the that's a low level living, guys. When we serve ourselves, we only aim to please ourselves. The commission from Jesus is so that we can then become saved. But then we bring that same victory, that same overcoming, that same strength 
to other people that need to experience Jesus just as we did before. Can I share like a sobering story? And sure. I know Hit I don't want to get it. too heavy, but I teach church history in the Bible school um, here at Remnant. And there's a pastor during um, charismatic, um, charismatic, during church history during um, the Roman Empire, and his name was Polycarp. And um, the Caesar at the time wanted to persecute him and they wanted to and he wanted to kill him and so he said to polycarp renounce your god you know and polycarp said i'm i'm not you know i'm not doing that and i'm paraphrasing and the caesar said well then i'll burn you at the stake and polycarp looked at him and said you threatened me with a fire that burns for an hour but you know there's a god with a fire that burns for eternity like come on that's like sobering yeah. words you know we're what we're so <laughs> caught up bold. we're so caught up though in him and and he was he was burned at the stake mm-hmm. but, but we're so worried about these momentary things mm-hmm. when reality is is eternity is so much longer yeah than our little offense yeah our little unforgiveness or you know i don't want to sit here and make light maybe it's a big thing yeah. maybe it's a big a big offense yeah. maybe it's a large pain or hurt or trauma that's happened that you haven't been able to forgive i want to encourage you that the blood of jesus covers everything yeah. and that god will hold us accountable mm-hmm. remember with forgiveness and i'm sure we can do a podcast down the road on forgiveness but forgiveness isn't actually for the other person it is for you to set yourself free yeah. so i just feel like there might be somebody listening and you've been really hanging on to unforgiveness in your heart i want to tell you that forgive for yourself set yourself free and god's going to bless you yeah that's exciting and listen if you're listening right now and you have not accepted jesus christ as your personal lord and savior maybe you just stumbled on this podcast maybe you're one of our friends or family and you haven't made that decision um or maybe somebody shared this directly to you because you've been asking these questions to yourself Today is the day of salvation. You don't need to wait another moment. You don't even need to go to a church altar. You can literally make a decision, pray a prayer right here, right now, and everything will change for you. It's the beginning because when you become in relationship with Jesus, the doorway is salvation, but then you get access to the kingdom of God, which has that divine protection, that divine health, that divine exemption, all of those benefits from serving the creator of the heavens and the earth. And I don't know about you, I don't want to waste my time serving things that are temporary, that are going to just fade away and and rust and, and fall apart. That we need to make decisions that matter, and today your decision matters. That's right. The Bible says that if you'll confess with your mouth, that if you'll believe with your heart that Jesus died for you and that he rose again, you shall be saved. So if you want to make that decision today, I want to pray this prayer and we'll, I'll help you with the words. Your job is to believe it in your heart. And when you confess this, there's literally a transformation that happens. Right. You become a new person. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Let's start this newness of life today. So if that's you, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Just say, Jesus I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Wash me and cleanse me. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you are filling me now with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for you, Lord. I am saved. In Jesus' mighty name, 
Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media, as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.